0: Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the program. Glad to have you tuned to our program this morning. And uh, I sound pretty loud in my headphones, so I hope it's not blowing your speakers away, but uh, if it is, we'll get it figured out. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, and that phone number is active right now. We are live right now, the first uh, Saturday of December. Oh my goodness, 888-256-1080. Give me a call right now, won't you please? This ought to be a really good time to call through 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Every Saturday, a little after 11, I talk gardening with you, urban landscapes and gardens. We talk about houseplants. We talk about fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening, lawns, landscaping, anything that pertains to what's going on around your home. And please give me a call. This is the most quiet time of the year on this program, and then it gets busy as we get toward the springtime. You can only imagine. So give me a call. Colin is running the boards and answering the phones right now, and I'd love to hear from you. 888. It's uh, toll-free wherever you can hear me. We have about 30 stations that carry the program. 888-256-1080. There are a couple stations that step away so they can carry football games. I get that. That's about over and then we'll be full speed ahead on gardening, but it's uh, full speed for you right now if you're hearing it. You can call us. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Lots of things we can talk about now as we head into December. There are a lot of things that go on in a landscape and garden, even though you might think, well, it's just dormant out there now. It's just the time that everything sleeps in the winter. Well, not exactly the case, and so we'll talk about it and how you can keep things uh, healthy and vigorous over the winter. You know, even a bear that hibernates in the winter is still uh, operating at, at a uh, at a level of activity. And uh, how well it comes out in the spring depends on how healthy it is in the wintertime. Same is true with your plants. So I have some tips to help get your landscapes and your lawn through the, the wintertime. Stay tuned, and we'll get into those. So uh, I'll, I'll just start with a couple of them right now. Um, a lot of people are interested at this time in uh, planting new uh, uh, color for the cool season months. We have two seasons in Texas. We have the cool season. We have the warm season. The warm season is about eight, seven or eight months of the year, and the cool season is the remainder of the year. And so right now you're planting things that look uh, really good uh, during uh, uh, during the the cool months, and uh, that would be pansies, and snapdragons, uh, ornamental cabbage and kale. It might include uh, pinks. They're the second most winter hardy plants that we have in the winter. Uh, and and first of course would be pansies and violas, they're small uh, sister, uh, sister plants. But then you have uh, pinks, you have ornamental cabbage and kale, snapdragons, and uh, sweet alyssum, and uh, some of the others. So. Those are, uh, uh, those are your, your uh, prime plants for planting in the wintertime. And I, I want to recommend to you, uh, if you're in a, a city that has some landscaping being done by professional landscapers, watch how they do that. And you'll see uh, what I'm talking about. They plant in raised beds. The farther east you go in Texas, certainly from Interstate 35 and uh, east, you'll see that they plant in raised beds to ensure good drainage. Uh, In fact, you you can go farther west in in Texas than Interstate 35. And I'm not talking about right along Interstate 35, I'm talking about a good distance west. And you'll see that the the pansies and other winter color plants are planted in raised beds. You can always add water if it's dry, but you can never get it out of a bed if it's at grade level and you get a heavy rain spell in February or March, and you lose your plants because they don't drain well. So plant raised beds filled with organic matter, lots of organic matter, and your plants will do very, very well. Uh, start with vigorous plants also, and they're in nurseries right now. This is the time to buy them. It's kind of the tail end of the planting time, so don't wait any longer. So that's a starting point. We can talk and, and, and fertilize them with a, a water-soluble nitrogen fertilizer. Get them established and growing actively with nitrogen. <clears throat> That's what uh, plants use to produce new leaves and and stems and, and uh, they will bloom on that new growth and so you use a water-soluble nitrogen fertilizer to get them off to a good start. All right, and speaking of getting it off to a good start, we have a call and we will have some more calls. 888-256-1080. We have a couple of open lines. Call right now please. 888-256-1080. I have a a special price and a very special opportunity for you on my book, which is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is a book I chose not to put in stores and not to put on Amazon because I wanted to be able to sign every copy of the book as it's sold. That's important to me because this is a book that I think is the most important and the best work of my career. I've uh, done five books, and this is the first one that I have self-published. I wanted to be able to choose my own editor, Carolyn Skye, and my own graphic designer Cindy Smith these are two ladies with whom I have done a lot of work over the years and I knew that they were the best of their of their uh, uh, trade that I had ever worked with and and so that's why I wanted them this book has three hundred forty four pages and eight hundred forty of my photographs oh my goodness i I gave them that assignment. put those in a book ladies let's see if we can pull this off. And here it is, a hardback printed on high-quality paper and printed in Texas by Clear Visions in San Antonio. It is the book that covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for every one of the 254 counties in Texas. I sign every copy as it sells, and I guarantee your satisfaction, or I'll refund every penny you invest in it. 84,000 copies sold so far, and no one has asked for a refund. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, what you need to know to get you started. Chapter 2 is a calendar, a 48-page word calendar, not a grid, but it's a text calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of the plants that you're trying to grow in your landscape and garden. Four pages per month of what you need to do in that month. Chapters 3 through 11 trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. All of that information, all of those photographs, a hardback, all that quality, and it's only $34.95 if you act right away. It makes a wonderful Christmas gift, makes a wonderful housewarming gift, or a birthday present, or just a gift to you to help you succeed in gardening. Again, satisfaction guaranteed. And again, it's not in stores and not on Amazon. Here are the two ways you can buy it you go to my website or you call my office, weekday business hours. That's 9 to 5, at this phone number, 800 752 GROW. 800 752 4769. But the better way is to order it right now, and especially if you need to get it for Christmas. Don't wait. Don't delay at all, please order right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. If you're looking for reliable, localized nursery help, get the best. Get an expert help from the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. This is one of the strongest trade organizations in America, and I'm proud to have known these people and been associated with these people for all of my career. These are men and women who have banded together decades ago to ensure that Texas gardeners have the best plants, the best products, and the best service. It's uh, an industry that I am proud to be a part of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They also have Texas certified landscape professionals and certified nursery professionals. They've studied long and hard hours to pass difficult exams that prove that they really know what they're talking about. These are the pros, the best in the business, and you will find them only at member nurseries of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. Deal with the best. These are generally going to be at independent retail garden centers, Texas Certified and Texas Master Certified Nursery Professionals at Member Nurseries of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly. Well, Neil's first call hung up on him. Just gave up. Just went out to turn off the sprinkler or something. Who knows? So, John, if you want to call back, love to hear from you. I'll be glad to try to help you with your uh, turf grass question, whatever that was. I didn't understand it exactly, so I can't answer it. Call me back. If you have a question, give me a call right now. It's 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I have done this program for 40 years, and I was telling Colin it doesn't worry me at all uh, that uh, uh, the calls are a little bit sluggish this time of year. Uh, because I have always experienced that, and I know that they uh, turn around right after the first of uh, the New Year, and uh, that's just the nature of the game. I also have, over the time for this and other programs that I have done and do, I have seen ratings. I don't don't live and die by the ratings. I just notice them once in a while, and ratings are as strong or stronger in, in uh, November, December, than they are in the spring, and so I know people are out there. They're just not calling, so it doesn't bother me. Just life in the big city. So if you'd like to call, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, It makes it easier to do the program, very frankly, if uh, if I hear your dialogue, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. A couple of other things that we uh, need to mention. If you have had, and this always happens in January, if you've had tulips or Dutch hyacinths in the refrigerator, Chilling, you know that uh, that pre-chilling we call it, to let them be fooled into thinking that they've had a cold winter. They're supposed to have 45 days at 45 degrees, and every year I get several calls, several questions written to me. Neil, I forgot I had them in there. I got it. they got stuck behind all the Thanksgiving food and the Christmas food, and now here I find them in January. Can I still plant them? And I've had <laughs> I've had them discovered as late as February, and the Farther you go into the new year, the less likely you are to have a success, a successful flower bulb a bloom. So you need to get those planted in, in mid-December. It's not late now, but it will become late after a couple of weeks from now. They need to be planted after 45 days at 45 degrees. That lets them think that they're farther north than they really are. That's very important. Without that pre-chilling tulips will often and and hyacinths will often bloom ankle tall they'll be four or five inches tall and blooming down in their foliage they're just not very successful so uh, don't uh, don't forget to to give them the the chilling but don't forget to take them out and again i'm going to refer you to what the pros do professional landscape contractors have a pretty good idea on what looks good and when you start planting tulips and other bulbs daffodils they look best if they are massed together not uh, planted one here one over there one down there oh i can see that fourth one way down there that's not gonna look good you need to plant them side by side by side almost shoulder to shoulder four or five inches apart maximum and uh, that way they really you see them as a mass not as individuals it's very likely that you'll plant them uh, two or three inches apart depending on the size of the bulbs and uh, they'll be just fine. Remember that tulips, almost all tulips, are annual flowers. They don't come back and bloom again for you. You cannot dig them and stick them back in the refrigerator next year. They, they just, they're annuals. You enjoy them and then you discard them, put them in the compost. And I know that sounds harsh, but that's the way they operate in our area. That's why maybe you limit your number of tulips that you buy and use them in big pots or something for a big knockout drama at the front door, and you don't try to do a bed 100 feet long and 2 feet deep with tulips. You just do a, a accent spot somewhere with them. Uh, daffodils will come back if you choose The early and smaller flowering varieties, two of the best are Carlton and Ice Follies. Those will naturalize. Those babies will come back. I have some I've had for 25 years, and they just get better and better every year. Carlton and Ice Follies. Some of the big late-flowering daffodils like uh, Mount Hood and and, uh, Unsurpassable, and especially King Alfred, no, you get one year of blooms out of those, and you get leaves every year afterwards. They look like uh, liriope leaves or something, like a tall ground cover, but they don't bloom again. But, but uh, ice follies and Carlton are two that have been around for uh, 60 to 100 years and have really proven their worth. So they do rebloom. So that's a little bit about tulips uh, Give me a call if i can help you with your own question i'd be happy to help it's 888-256-1080 888-256-1080 if you're looking for a gift item for uh, a, a person on your list you might consider a gift card uh, from a garden center there is never a line at a garden center this time of year you can park in the parking lot probably within one or two spaces of the front door you can go in and get the card the gift card or uh, maybe get a nice little plant or something and, and be on your way in about five or ten minutes. Another thing you could do is draw up your own gift card and say, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm going to give you uh, two hours of my time cleaning your yard or doing something that needs to be done in that, in that landscape, in that garden, whatever it is. Um, and, and that would be very meaningful for a lot of people. So... Consider that. Gardening makes a, a wonderful gift item. So a couple of thoughts there. We'll take a break. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour here on December 2. Give me a call. It's been an interesting week. We, uh, My wife and I were in Houston a couple days ago. had some things that I had to tend to, and on our way back, we drove back in that mess of weather. It was just nasty, ugly all the way back, and... It's pleasant to see the sunshine today. Nice, uh, nice change. Glad to have it. Let me tell you about Fertilome right now. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about the Texas Certified and Master Certified Nursery Professional Program and how important it was that those were at independent retail garden centers around Texas. Well, Fertilome's the same way. They deal with the independent retail garden centers and the independent retail hardware stores and independent retail feed stores. They are in businesses where you can go in, shake hands with, and chat with the owner or the manager, the top people. Uh, those people are not in on the East Coast or in New Jersey or California or somewhere. They're right there in your town. And that's why Fertilome chooses to put their products there. For example, Fertilome Winterizer fertilizer. This is perfect if you are... Uh, looking to fertilize uh, maybe your, your winter ryegrass or fescue if you're up in the panhandle. This is the perfect fertilizer to get your, your cool season plants going well. If you have a bed of winter color plants and you want to put a high nitrogen fertilizer out on it, this is the product to use. It's Fertilome Winterizer. And Fertilome products are designed specifically for Texas conditions. This is the Texas-based company. This is a 10-014 analysis formulated to convert quickly and easily into stored nutrition to feed your lawn, your other plants throughout the harsh winter months. Fertilome, winterizer, builds winter hardiness, stem strength, and disease resistance. Safe on all types of lawns and other plants. It's a great product. And uh, Fertilome products you can rely on. They are Texas-based and uh, Texas-sold, and they're at independent retail garden centers, hardware stores, and um, feed stores. That's that's independent, like in your town, not all across America. That's Fertilome Products. Ask for them by name, Fertilome winterizer, uh, Lawn Fertilizer. I'll be back after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, and we're going back to the phones. Actually, we're going to the phones and uh, 888-256-1080 in my old hometown of College Station. We go to Cindy. Cindy, good morning.
1: Good morning. Um, How are are you? Do what?
0: I said, how are you? The world needs to
2: know. Well, I'm doing fine. We've gotten rain, so things are starting to look better. So, I'm fine. That's
0: good. Glad to hear it. How can I help you?
2: Okay, I have white flag irises. That's what my mother always called them. Um, You bet. But they're like the native white irises that just naturalize. How do you Mm -hmm. get them to bloom? I mean, what does it take to get them to bloom?
0: Usually what happens, Cindy, is they get crowded. And uh, usually when somebody asks me that, the next question I'll ask is, how long has it been uh, since you dug and divided these iris and the answer that I get is really I didn't know I needed to do that It's been 25 years or something like that, you know <laughs> They need to be divided every four or five years somewhere like that and and that keeps them vigorous so that they will uh, have that Have that uh, that they will bloom better if they're if they're growing vigorously and they bloom better if they have full sun also sometimes they're planted and then trees grow up <laughs> over them and and crowd this, the sunlight out, so it's it's usually one of those two things.
2: Okay, what about fertilizing? Do you fertilize them?
0: Yes, uh, I would fertilize them with a with a nitrogen fertilizer, and and more and more. Uh, you're hearing all all people uh, who. Pay attention to the Texas A&M soil testing lab. You're hearing all of us uh, say use nitrogen on plants even though they're flowering plants. Nitrogen promotes leaf growth and and so it seems counterproductive to use nitrogen on a flowering plant. But plants bloom on new growth and and like I said at the very outset, these these need to be growing vigorously to bloom well. So I would fertilize with nitrogen in early spring. That's gonna be uh, for Iris probably about the first of March in College Station. And okay. uh, then then they'd go ahead and bloom, and then uh, then I would fertilize them again, probably a little bit later in the spring to to let them get some good strong growth before it turns hot. They will do nothing in the heat of the summer. They'll just, just sit there and pout. And then again in the fall, maybe first of September, because they'll have another round of, of growth in the fall. And just okay. keep them properly watered during all that time, and they should do very well for you.
2: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. I left College Station when there were 7,000 people living there. I have not lived there since then. Has it changed any? No. <laughs> Just a little. I
2: went to, I graduated from a in 75 and uh, my gosh, I they get the students are getting younger and they're getting more more numbers. So it's kind of scary. Yes,
0: and, and they're, they're also getting smarter. I'll remind you of that. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, I graduated, for, I didn't graduate from a and I transferred to Ohio State, but mom and dad were both on faculty at A&M, and it was a great place to grow up. It's a wonderful oh, university. Yeah. Proud, proud to say that I grew up there. It's a great school. Thank you for the call. Have a wonderful, uh, have a wonderful day. Take care.
1: Thank you so much. All
2: right,
0: let's go to, all right, thank you. Let's go to K in DeSoto. Uh, DeSoto won their football game last night, and they are headed. They're trying to get to state again. So, Kay, good uh, good morning.
2: Good morning. First of all, I just want to say thank you. I've been listening to you and your advice ever since you were on Channel 8 way back when.
0: Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> well, how, how can question. I help you? Our, our, son, our son is doing statistics for your football broadcasts. Whenever he can, he has some other uh, complications with the Mavericks and with TCU, but he's he's uh, he's got me watching your your football games now, so <laughs> how can I help you this morning?
2: Yes, sir. I, I planted some roses uh, out in the front yard, so they'd have plenty of sunlight, but not too much sunlight, and these squirrels that are just all over our neighborhood are digging them up and... And I've already lost one rose bush already because of them just totally destroying the, the rose bush altogether. Is there something I could use to deter the squirrels or keep them away altogether?
0: Are you sure it's squirrels, or could it be something larger? Is, uh, let me let me let me approach it a different way. Is it happening at night, or is it happening in the daytime? At night. I'll bet that's well, yeah, armadillos it, it or something. like
2: else. It, it yeah. could be something else. It just—that's what else. That's all you see though are the squirrels.
0: In my country, where I live, we're in Collin County, the other side of Dallas from you. <laughs> it's it's going to sound really primitive now. Here, here comes my story. In my country, <laughs> we have feral hogs that dig stuff up, and they really go after them. But I'll bet you have armadillos. You, you have a larger animal than a squirrel. Squirrels normally won't. It won't pull up a shrub. They'll pull up bulbs and smaller things, and they'll do it in the daytime. Uh, if oh, it's at night, then it's going to be a, a larger animal. It's either going to be a possum or a, uh, or, a, or an armadillo. If it's happening right now, then armadillos are, are uh, hibernating now, pretty much so. And, I, man, I, again, I want to sound really primitive. We live out in the country. Mm-hmm. We have a skunk, and the skunk is digging stuff up now. I have Ow. had to do emergency baths for my dog Zeus a couple of times because he has found the skunk and made friends with it. Well, <laughs> he wanted to. It didn't work too well for him. So they will they will dig also. So it's it's going to be something of that sort. Uh, let's assume it might be. Uh, let's assume it might be uh, a possum. If you can, I think some fire stations will loan you a. Uh, humane trap. It's called Have a Heart. I think I think it's just H-A-V-A-H-A-R-T. Have a Heart trap that you could set in the garden and and capture the animal. Um, and I have done that with armadillas very successfully. And then we take them. I, I just am not a killer. We take them to uh, a, a very remote location on the Corps of Engineers property and release them. And and they're six or 10 miles from our house. So they don't come back to us. And they also don't, uh, don't bother anybody else. Okay. Um, and so that, that might be something worth uh, looking into. I hope you don't have a skunk because I don't know what you do when you capture a skunk in a trap. So <laughs> I guess you, <laughs> yeah, move.
2: I'll leave that to somebody else and I'll just, yeah. you know, hope it's a possum or something
0: else. <laughs> I think it probably is. That would be my guess.
2: Okay, great. Well, I appreciate the information. Thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right, let me tell you about my book once again. It is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. And if you're looking for a Christmas gift or a housewarming gift or a birthday gift or a gift to you for surviving this year with all that drought and all the rest of the mess that we all have been through across Texas, I think this book might be worth looking into. It will help you be a more successful gardener. That was my goal when I did it. It's the first book I have self-published, and uh, it's now in its sixth printing, and that probably will be the last printing I will do for it uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, and uh, I, I have put it on a sale price at $34.95 because I'd like to get one in your hands right away. If, if, if Christmas isn't your your calling for it, Hey, right after Christmas, you're looking at springtime. You need to get this book. And um, uh, we have taken delivery on the next-to-last shipment of this sixth printing, so don't delay. Go ahead and get it done right now. Uh, It's uh, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. This book was printed in Texas by Clear Visions in San Antonio, and they did a beautiful job on it. It's a hardback bound at, uh, at the Universal Book Bindery, a historic building downtown San Antonio. It's only $34.95. Now, if I had chosen to put this book through a publishing house and it then went into bookstores or on Amazon, it would be $55 or $60. But it's only $34.95, satisfaction guaranteed, and or I'll refund every penny. I have to say that to you because you're not getting to see it and hold it and look at it before you buy it. But that's my, my way of saying, you're, you're going to like it or else it's on me. I have to give you your money back, and I'm willing to do that. And you know what? 84,000 copies sold, and no one has asked for a refund. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, things you need to know about the soils of Texas, the climatic zones of Texas, the hardiness zones of Texas, and why I think the USDA hardiness zone map is incorrect and it's been proven the last several winters. Uh, Chapter 2 is a calendar. It's when to do every task that you have to do. Neil, when should I do this? When should I do that? It's all in Chapter 2. I've never put that in a book before. And then Chapters 3 through 11 are detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, also um, lawns. Uh, fruit and vegetables. Everything is covered in this book and it applies to all 254 counties in Texas. Now, the way you can get it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon, you call my office or you order it from my website. You can call Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That's 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way, by far, is to order it directly from my website right now while you're thinking about it and please if you have need for it for christmas as a gift order it now i'm one guy signing a lot of books and uh, they're in my garage in a climate controlled environment but i'm the guy signing them all and putting them in boxes and getting them mailed and i only do so much so please order right now and uh, the website is neilsperry.com. N E I L S P E R R Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, got it. Let's uh, go back to the phones. Let's go to Monica, also in College Station. Monica, this is Neil. Good morning.
1: Good morning. I bought some lantana that were supposed to be perennials in the spring and put them in my yard and I have never planted lantana and I don't know am I supposed to trim them in the fall or do I just let everything die away and it comes back in the spring how does it work
0: the way that I handle uh, lantana is that after I have the first freeze uh, that kills the top growth that's that's the way they operate they freeze back to the soil line uh, when that happens, I cut mine back to about an inch and a half above the ground. Um, I want a little bit of that stem stubble left up above ground, so I know where they are. They are one of the uh, last plants to sprout out again in the spring, and I have the worst luck well, <laughs> when I get ready to plant in the spring of finding them the hard way with the shovel head. And so I want to know where they are so I don't go out there and start digging around right where they are. So that's what I do. And and then right away, Monica, I will mulch over them with with shredded tree leaves or with compost or something. Just to give a a little bit of a layer of protection from extreme cold. When you put mulch over the ground, you're not keeping the soil warm like some people will, will kind of casually say. You're uh, slowing the rate of temperature change. You're keeping it from going from warm to cold to warm to cold back and forth too fast, and that's that's the purpose of um, uh, of a mulch, and and that will help lantana. Um, I grew up, as you've heard me say, about maybe 73 times so far this hour in, in <laughs> College Station, and uh, lantana was perennial for me. A lot of the time, not all the time, and some were more perennial than others. The trailing types were not as perennial for me as the shrubby types, and so it kind of depends on which one you have as to how perennial it's going to be. And it also depends. Oh my goodness, does it depend on how cold this winter is that we're about to go into? Okay. Yeah, we these were definitely was perennial.
1: Okay, these are definitely yeah. very shrubby. They got bigger than what I thought they were going to be.
0: Okay, well, they'll probably come back for you then.
1: Okay, so you're saying cut them down to a few inches and then put mulch over them now? A couple
0: inches at the most. Yeah, a couple of inches at the most after the first freeze. And I try to do it within the first day or two after the first freeze.
1: Okay, that sounds good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and if you decide, oh, those are too tall for where I put them, the time to move them then would be... um, Oh, in College Station, I would say probably around the 1st of March, you can use the, the 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 little stem stubs as your indicator as to where the plants are, and you can just dig a soil ball as if that is the the stem and relocate them if you need to and put them somewhere where they would have more room because there that's are plenty of, of trailing ties yeah, that would be- stay shorter. If you're, ha- if you're happy with them, just leave them alone.
1: Okay, that's good to know because they got bigger than what I thought they would, so I do want to move some of them.
0: Well, that would be the time, about the 1st of March.
1: Okay, thank you so much for your help.
0: Have a great one. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, Larry in Brazos County, you're coming up right after I get my last break out of the way. It'll be a quick one, so stay with me. And he's going to be doing some moving, too, it sounds like. So we'll get to that. Neil E eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer directly to your email. And it happens Thursdays, just a little after 6 p.m., like 6.02 is when I get mine every week. We have 80-some-thousand 80, 80 people who get E Gardens each week. There always are five stories. One of the stories is always a featured plant for that week. One of the stories is always gardening this weekend where I tell you the, the 10 or 15 things that are most critical to get done that weekend, depending on the temperature, the, the weather, depending on the time of year, and, and other assorted things. These are the things you need to do now. And one of the stories is always the Q&A section, where I answer your garden questions. And then we have a couple of other stories. I think you'll like Gardens. It's like an old-fashioned garden section in the newspaper. We don't get those much anymore. And that's what eGardens is all about. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. You have to do that. We can't, uh, we can't do it for you. Uh, you go to neilsperry.com. same place you go to buy my book. It's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. And then click on the e-gardens tab and uh, scroll down and you'll see the most recent e-gardens and you'll see where you can sign up for it. Neil Sperry's e-gardens at neilsperry.com i want to tell you once again about the texas certified nursery uh, professional training program this is something that's been going on for about 40 years now and i was there when they were talking about it and doing it and i watched as they put the program together i was in on some of the early committee meetings and uh, and and it was really fun to watch this evolve and develop Texas Certified and Texas Master Certified Nursery Professional Program. And it's done through the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. There are thousands of men and women who have gotten this achievement by studying long and hard hours and by passing very difficult exams and it is your assurance that you are dealing with professionals within the nursery industry. You'll have the best plants, the best products, and the best service. Look where you see, shop where you see the name badges and the emblems, and uh, you're sure then that you are dealing with Texas Certified and Texas Master Certified Nursery Professionals, and this will be at independent retail garden centers and nurseries members of the texas nursery and landscape association a lot more after this message all right kelly let's go back to the phone lines what you say let's go to larry in brazos county larry this is neil good morning
3: good morning neil uh, enjoy listening to your show uh, my you. wife is the gardener and i'm i'm just a manual labor uh, mm. years and years and years ago she planted about three rows of daffodils that we have enjoyed watching them as they come up in the spring. Uh, unfortunately, a few years ago, some hogs didn't listen to your show, and mm. they relocated some of the daffodils in two different locations. I'd like to move those back into the original rows. When and how do I do that?
0: Best time to do it would be uh, in August. Um after you either water them or have a heavy rain, before they start growing for fall. um, To do so now would be pretty damaging because they are well-rooted and they're they're on their way for for next year. Um, So I would would just accept the fate for one more time. And uh, I, I don't imagine you'd kill them if you dug them now, but it would certainly not be good for them. Um, okay,
3: so I can plant a couple of flags down wherever the plants are, and then wait until right. a, a wet August and move them.
0: Yeah, yeah. The odds, I, I'm realistic. I'm I'm a native Texan. I think you're going to water. <laughs> now, I also grew up in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, all this, all for the and water may time. be two
3: different things.
0: Yeah yeah so you may get you may get one of the Gulf storms that would come through in water, so maybe it is possible but but you know just to be sure you get it done, I would dig them uh, in August sometime and and uh, and transplant them at that point
3: okay, bulbs <clears throat> bulbs and as much dirt as I can get with them
0: no no they they won't they won't hold any any soil around them because they won't have any roots at that point they'll just come loose. okay, you want to um, get them before they have roots.
3: Also, we've got some abandoned properties near us that have some white irises out in the bar ditches. Can I relocate some of those to our property?
0: Absolutely. That's and, the white flags that the lady was talking about earlier. Are you sure? Yes,
3: sir. Be? Yeah. Um, same sequence. August and... Yes,
0: well, not exactly because they don't have bulbs. Those are rhizomes. You would do that a little bit later. You'd do that in in, uh, in late September. Uh, they, okay. You, I don't think you can kill those. You could do that almost any time. There just isn't a whole lot to hold on to if you do it in the winter time. Okay. Uh, uh, September is the ideal time for iris.
3: And one and final on, on your thing. Daffodils, uh, my, on- my wife gets your newsletter and thoroughly enjoys mm-hmm. it, so thank you.
0: Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to have that feedback. That's wonderful. I enjoy doing it. Thank you.
3: I appreciate your help, Neil. Thanks.
0: Have a great day down there. You bet you. you. Too. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. All right. Well, that's fun. It is uh, a lot of fun to uh, to get to go back to places where you grew up and, and see all of the changes. Brazos County has changed so much, my goodness gracious. When my mom and dad moved there in 1946, it was a tiny little town. I didn't realize until not too long ago—it's probably four or five years ago—I found out that College Station didn't incorporate until 1935, and we moved there in '46, 11 years later. And uh, all of that university was east of the railroad tracks, and uh, now, oh my goodness, look at it—all the way out to the Brazos River. Well, folks, that's what we have for you for this week. We'll call that a program. Colin, thank you. Nice job. Thank you all for uh, listening and for calling in today. We'll be back next week at the same time, same station. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful week. Until then, happy gardening.